As you have gathered, the message today is about light. Christ, the light of the world. The light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never understood it. But perhaps first I should tell you a bit about myself, because you don't know, know me. Um, I was actually, I actually come from Dundee initially, and I support the dark blues, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I lived in, when we were married, I lived in Australia for a couple of years, Tanzania for a couple of years, and then lived in Wales for a very long time. Um, so the, the, the kids, or at least the girls, were born in Wales. So my life as a Christian began in Wales. And I was eventually ordained and became an elder and later a minister in the Presbyterian Church of Wales. And if you're looking for emphasis, the alternative name is the Calvinistic Methodist Church of Wales. So that's, that, that's my background. Came back to Scotland 22 years ago and, and was a minister in Kirkcaldy for 10 years until the bureaucracy of church planning and church shutting down and all the rest of it. Anyway, that's, that's uh, my history. While I was in Kirkcaldy, I also I was minister for um, Viewforth, but also for Thornton Parish Church. And I sponsored Thornton Hips. I don't know if you've come across them. They have played in this area occasionally in cup matches and things. But, um, yes, so emphasis, Calvinism, football, <laughs> and uh, my biggest prayer is for revival, for the revival. And I'm sure there will be one sometime. The old friend in Kirkcaldy said to me, I'm fed up with you promising me revival when it never comes. It will come. <coughs> Christ will never leave himself without a witness. So today I want to talk about the light and darkness. And I think in the winter, a day like today lifts your spirits. It's light, it's sunny. It's a dark, dreech days pull you down when you, you can't see the light all day. And perhaps it's for this reason that there's so much light around at Christmas time. Uh, some homes near where I live and the walls have flashing lights at Christmas and Santa's climbing up them and the garden has reindeer and goodness knows all what. Um, it's, it's, it's perhaps a longing for light. Longing for light. And so much 
of our lives can seem dark, particularly at this time. The children's hymn says, you know, Jesus bids us shine. Many kinds of darkness in this world are found, sin and want and sorrow. And it's true. And there was darkness all around Jesus too. There's the darkness of infirmity, of suffering, physical suffering, sickness and disability. And Jesus could never see it and pass it. We don't read of anybody who came to him with an affliction who wasn't healed. Whatever darkness was in their lives, Jesus' light shone there. He healed the sick. He made the lame walk. He made the blind see. He made the deaf hear. He raised from the dead. That light, the true light that is Jesus, shatters every kind of darkness, shatters the darkness of infirmity and of ignorance. The darkness of ignorance. And Jesus time and in where Jesus place, the ignorance he often came across was from the people who should be most informed, most educated, the, the leaders of the people. But they would not see this light. They refused to see the light. Jesus described them as blind guides. Jesus encountered this ignorance and his light also shone wherever there was the darkness of ignominy. I like that word, ignominy. You think of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the wee man that nobody liked. He says, grab the money. He cheated people. He served the Romans, but he served himself too. Nobody liked him. Jesus' light shines on Zacchaeus too. And Zacchaeus is a changed man. We don't read that Jesus said to him, well, you've got to stop all your, your uh, bad ways, Zacchaeus, and then I'll come. Jesus came to him. Jesus shone the light. And then Zacchaeus changed.
We think of the woman he encountered at the well, the Samaritan woman. And she lived in the darkness of shame, contempt. You only have to think why she was there in the middle of the day getting water. Because the, the respectable people wouldn't tolerate her there. She lived in darkness as well. And Jesus shone that light into her life. You think of the woman who was caught in adultery. And I bet at least half this congregation have thought, well, where was the man? If she was caught in adultery, there had to be two of them there. But she was brought to Jesus. And they wanted to stone her to death. That was the penalty for adultery. The woman lived in darkness, darkness of sin. And Jesus' light shone into her life as well. This true light that is Jesus shatters every darkness. And it shows us the direction we should go. In Psalm 119, we read, Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light on my path. The light shines so we can see where we should go. There's one of the the pieces in Pilgrim's Progress where Evangelist is pointing Pilgrim on his way. And he said to him, do you see that wicked gate head for it? No, can't see it. Well, do you see the light that's there? Just a tiny light you can see. Follow that and you'll be saved. We need light to give us direction. I don't know if you've ever walked on the Nevadas. Anybody ever been to... Gosh... It's my age. I've forgotten the name. Madeira. Madeira. Madeira, yeah. Yeah, have you walked on the Nevadas? Yeah. Um, they're, they're great for walking. They're actually uh, water courses. But they zigzag down the mountain so that you can walk on them. But at, at one point, there was a, a tunnel, uh, and it was dark. And my husband, as was his wont, he said, I'll go in front with the torch, and you can follow the light. Yeah, that was fine until he turned a corner. 
And I was left there in the dark. And it, it can be so scary, so desperately scary, being in total darkness. You lose all sense of where you are, what, what direction you should take. And we need Christ to give direction, the light of Christ that gives us direction. This light shatters every darkness we can suffer. And it gives us direction through life. But so many people prefer the darkness. Some people prefer the darkness. Um, this darkness that can't be overcome. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Sometimes, admittedly, light is a bit too much. I recently had um, cataracts done. And suddenly, whoa, everything's very bright. Except the dust all over the house that I never <laughs> saw before. And perhaps, perhaps in many ways, we could be a bit like that in our life. The things we wouldn't want the light to shine into. Things that we prefer to be left alone. When Jesus said these words, people preferring the darkness, they're also the words that start with, God for God so loved the world. The words to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus has come to Jesus at night. It's dark. Why did he come at night? The tale goes in one Scottish chapel minister said, why did Nicodemus come at night? And a voice from the gallery said he couldn't wait till morning. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but isn't it more likely that he didn't want anybody to see him? He was a bit ashamed of coming to Jesus and asking for Jesus' light on his situation. It was fear. Fear because the powerful, the authorities, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes didn't like Jesus. They didn't want people to follow Jesus. And it may have been that they were afraid that the Romans would come and attack if there was a lot of excitement around Jesus. 
but it may just be that they didn't want their particular darkness disturbed. They thought they had the key to meeting the people of God. And Jesus came in into the world and he, he questioned everything. And everything was likely to change if people followed him. And for a long time, they had declared what was legal, what was right, what was wrong. They had put, imposed so many restrictions on people's lives. And when Jesus came and disturbed all this, threatened to shatter the darkness, they were afraid and they didn't want it. And they refused to see the light. You think, you think if you're living in, in Palestine at the time of Jesus, And think how wonderful it is. You see him take a few bread rolls and fish and bless them and feed thousands. You see him take a man who's been blind since he was born and make him see. It's marvelous, it's wonderful. You see these things, and how we wish we could, could, could have been there, could have seen Jesus, could have seen these things. But to many of those that were there, this was the work of the devil. They saw these things and they said it was the work of the devil. The darkness, the darkness of ignorance and power and contempt for people and arrogance and they refused to see the light. And I like the story of the blind man in the ninth chapter of John. When all these learned authorities are saying to him, this man's a sinner. How can he be from God? And the blind man says, one thing I know, one thing. I don't know your theology, I'm not learned, I don't know anything except this one thing. I used to be blind and now I can see. And perhaps that's the one thing we all need to know. There's so much darkness around us. 
darkness of suffering and fear. And what Eric was praying about, the poverty. Poverty of opportunity, the, the, the fear of people who don't know how to feed their children or clothe them. There's so much darkness around. We need to hang on to that one thing. I used to be blind, but now I see. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. It was all truth for all people for all time. I like the Holman Hunt picture, the light of the world, and I'm afraid my printer didn't print it very well. But I don't know if you can see it. You probably know it anyway. I don't know what's wrong with that printer, but it needs a talking to. The important thing about this, this picture is here is Jesus, the light of the world, and he's at a door, and he wants to bring the light in, inside that door. But the door doesn't have a handle on the outside. And it obviously hasn't been opened in a very long time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus, the light of the world, wishing to come in. The true light that gives light to every man. And Matthew, the fifth chapter... You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We need the light to see and we need to be the light that we would see others and enable them to see.